0: Welcome to Locally Sourced Joey, the podcast about anything and everything, joined by uh, local Texas legend, soon to be world legend, Michael Copeland. Michael, thanks so much for taking some time to chat on the podcast.
1: Oh, this is great, Joseph. I'm happy to be aboard. This is an honor.
0: Yes, and and happy to have you here, uh, eating some mashed potatoes, as the sound may may appear a little bit in the background, but um, nothing too outrageous. How are they?
1: They're fantastic. I'm obsessed. With uh, instant mashed potatoes. And it's the, what brand is it? It's the Idaho? Is it the Idahoan?
0: It sounds good know. to me, yeah.
1: I think they're like the major brand. I'm gonna check it out right now live. I'm gonna walking.
0: It yeah, it sounded like you were walking to the kitchen. So it's very exciting.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Idahoan, <laughs> it's like a dollar a package. And you throw a bunch of water in the microwave, you boil it up for Like five minutes, and then you throw in the pack, and you got instant greatness.
0: That does sound pretty delightful. Instant uh, is is always always welcome in this stop and go world we live in.
1: Very uh, much so. Very convenient uh, and and very tasty.
0: Yes, and uh, we're recording this very very late, um, mostly because we both had uh, work events after work, after work naturally. Um, what Working what were you up to? Was it anything exciting or just kind of eh?
1: Um, Yeah, you know, get together, meeting of the minds. Um, We went to the Katy Trail Ice House, uh, which is a fun joint. It's a Dallas staple. It's along the Katy Trail, and uh, it's a great place for alcohol and (laughs) nachos.
0: Excellent. That's a good combo.
1: Yeah, it was good times.
0: I like it, and and Dallas is where you are now. Of course, I met you in Austin, um, and in between you leaving Austin and uh, getting a residence in Dallas, you, uh, it seemed like you traveled the globe. Um, I'm sure there was a couple of countries you missed, but talk a little bit about that. It was, what, about a year of, of just kinda going around the world and doing some, some cool uh, camera things?
1: Yes, uh, I, I got a job uh, working as a cameraman, uh slash editor uh slash uh social media uh marketing person um I wore a lot of hats but it was with a production company that specialized in uh polo videos now polo is a very niche uh interesting sport that I somehow some way got wrapped up in like 4 years ago and i just i've met a lot of people and you know for whatever reason got on a few people's uh radars and um yeah when we when we first met each other at main street Hub in austin i had just gotten done i had just got done doing an editing job i was doing instructional videos for this polo company uh, called polo skills and then they the company sold itself to the United States Polo Association and then that's when I went to Main Street Hub and then after Main Street Hub there was another company that was being started uh, called Horseplay and they were gonna go out to Europe and film polo matches and do like extreme polo videos and all this stuff and and they said hey we we need a guy, we need a camera guy, we need an editor um, you've been referred to us by a few different people. What do you think? And I said, well, hell yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, jumped aboard, headed to the UK and yeah, went everywhere, went to South America, uh, went to spent a little time in Africa, um, but it was mostly Europe. Uh, Spain a little bit of France and in uh, and the UK so I became very well traveled in a short amount of time
0: not a bad deal had you been to any of those places before
1: no I had never been out of the country before oh wow so lots of new experiences and uh, no it was great it was it was a lot of fun oh my god we we did so much um, and like I said a short amount of time it was a little under a year um, but it was, it was just go, go, go. And we, I mean, obviously we were very well funded. Um, and we did, we lived in an absolute bubble. I mean, we were funded by this, these big polo guys who had all the money in the world. And it's like, okay, so you go to one of these polo matches and you're not talking about like being surrounded by, you know, the top 1% in the United States or, you know, the top 1% in Europe. You're talking like the top 1% of the entire world. Like these people are the richest of the rich. Um, very much so a, a rich man's hobby. Um, it's even tough to call it a sport, even though it is. And it's a beautiful sport, but it is like, it's more of a rich white man's hobby, the sport of uh, polo. So um, very well funded, which was great. Got to meet a lot of interesting, powerful people, but we, we were in a bubble. I mean, we went to, when we were in Bo- uh, Buenos Aires, like, you know, we got to go to the nicest restaurants and we stayed in the nicest homes. Um, we were bouncing around from, you know, major tournament to major tournament. And I mean, we were taking uh, private jets. We would take like day trips to, to Europe and stuff by, you know, a few different families that, um, you know, were funding the company and stuff. So just talk about the ultimate hookup. I mean, and we saw Europe and South America, you know, through, very, you know, what's the cliche? The the rose colored, uh, rose colored lens. <laughs> lens, yeah. Um. So it was, it, yeah, it was great. We were totally spoiled.
0: That sounds fantastic. i and mean, did you get to do any uh, any poloing yourself, or were you mostly a um, spectator?
1: Uh, mostly, well, one hundred percent spectator. <laughs> I. I Will not get on a horse. I've been on a horse once in my life. I was like twelve, and it took off when I didn't want it to take off, and it was just very violent, up and down, up and down, and scared the shit out of me. Can I cuss on this podcast? Sure. Why Are you not? You gonna bleed me out?
0: Uh, no. I think other people have sworn in the past. It's I. Uh, I don't have I. Uh...
1: I don't want to get you in trouble, Joseph. No,
0: I think you'll be fine. I can throw a bleep if I have to, but uh, I don't think anyone's going to be marking this as parental advisory.
1: Um, but yeah, so it was just, it was, it was awful. It was traumatic, and I said I'd never do it again. Um, so I, I watched behind the safety of a camera.
0: That's fair. I've, uh, I've ridden probably about a dozen horses in my life. Um, and and the most traumatic was, I. I think we were in Phoenix. It was a family vacation and I had to have been like 11 or 12, like not very old at all. And I, I, on that trip, if it is the same trip that I rode this horse on, I got food poisoning like halfway through it. Um, And I I believe in this case, it was just eating a meal right before riding the horse and going on this, uh, you know, rocky trail throughout the The Arizona desert Um, and I me and my sister I were each on our own horse and she was right behind me and I like right when we were nearing the end of the trail we were at a little part where we just kind of stopped and hung out in a line and I just threw up on the side of this horse and I felt so bad about it I was trying to get the ground but some definitely went on the saddle I think some went on the horse's hindquarters um, my sister afterwards was like, "Did you throw up on that horse?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, no comment." Oh, um, although I was 11, so I probably didn't know the phrase "no comment." But uh, it was, yeah, it was rough. But I uh, I hopped back on a horse. Um, I think the most recent time was when I was in Costa Rica. I went horseback riding with these uh three random people. I was staying at a resort, and it was uh, one of the activities they offered. So it was uh these two brothers and a woman they knew who was married but not to either one of them and yeah. i we you know we became fast friends with our our guide was like the most baller person i've ever seen he just had like this this crazy sombrero that he was wearing and was very much a, a caballero um and was not afraid to like take his horse anywhere and we're all just kind of like is it safe to
1: go down this giant mountain but
0: we made it he was he was uh, happy that we all we all made it with him
1: Well, I I think I kind of want to try it now that I'm a little older. You know what else it's like, for me at least, uh, firing a gun. Um, I had a very traumatic experience firing a gun when I, again, was like 12. That was just a very traumatic (laughs) year. Um, Are 12-year-olds
0: supposed to handle guns?
1: I went, well, I was at uh, my cousin's ranch. And, you know, they're all country kids and, and the country family, and they've all got their guns, and they shoot them off all the time. Sure. It's, just, it's a rite of passage. And then here comes City Slicker Mike. <laughs> and they're like, well, hey, come fire this shotgun. It's fun. And so and it was my dad, my aunt, my uncle, and my cousins, and uh, my brother Reed. And we're all standing there, and they put this a couple license plates up against the fence. And... um. We're standing, like, you know, I don't know, 10 yards back and 15 yards back, and just, like, blowing holes in the license plates, and they hand me the gun, and they're like, hey, no, come on, try it. It's fun. They don't tell me anything about the kick, and I'm so, I'm this little kid. I'm holding this giant gun, and I fire it, and it kicks so violently that scares the crap out of me. I dropped the gun. The gun goes off again after hitting the ground. And it was, it was, it was the most chaotic, just scariest uh, 15 seconds of my life. And I said, I will never pick up a gun again. And I haven't, but as I've gotten older, I thought to myself, okay, you know what? I, I had, there's a little intrigue there, maybe go into like a gun range and firing off a couple rounds. Like that interests me for some reason. Like I, I know people who swear by it, whether it's like a stress relief or just, you know, whatever, it's just fun for whatever reason. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued, but you know, I don't have a gun. I don't feel comfortable going to one of these ranges. And like, I don't even know what you do. You rent a gun. I don't know the process. That's
0: a terrific question. I've never, I actually had a similar, I opportunity to um i went to uh, one of my co-workers was having her birthday at her uh, aunt and uncle's ranch up in like north of georgetown um so you know very far north very far south for you but uh, very yeah. far north of where i am and you know just way out in the country and um they had you know a couple of of guns out there and they were firing it just random like bottles and and cans and whatnot um and i opted to uh ride they had atv i a couple like you know four wheelers to just go throughout the terrain um and i'm more of a fan of uh exploring the the beauty around me um and also earlier that day i had both played a a, a actual basketball game i mean actual like a rec league basketball game and i I, I believe also Ultimate Frisbee, so I was not feeling very sturdy on my feet already because, you know, lots of exercise when you rarely exercise is never uh, the best of ideas. Um, right. And so I was like, you know what, I, I, I'm kind of the same as you. I think I'd like my first experience if I do end up firing a gun to be at a gun range with, uh, you know, a lot of professionals around me instead of a few people who have maybe, you know, fired it a, a couple times.
1: Yeah, non professional yeah. I know, I'm with you. So in riding a horse, you know, as much polo as I've been around and you know the last handful of years, there's a little there's just a natural intrigue. And it's like, well that those people look like they're having a good time. Um so yeah, but I don't know when I'm gonna have that opportunity. I don't know when I'm gonna be at a gun range, you know, I don't know when I'm gonna be around a horse again. But uh yeah i don't know it's and, and fishing is like that too i was never into fishing growing up but then i look around and i know a lot of people who have a good time fishing and they go out and they rent the boats and they go out for hours and they deep sea fish and you know there's like an intrigue in that too i don't know if that's just what happens when you turn 30 <laughs> but i've got like all these new old man interests that i want to uh tackle someday soon
0: well hopefully you're able to take advantage of at least one of them i think i've also only gone fishing once so i can't give you any advice there other yeah. than, other than um, have a lot of patience
1: who knows that'll be another podcast
0: yes well we'll i go out fishing and we can record from the boat it might be a lot of wind and uh you know lack of things happening but <laughs> i'm all for it we can make it happen
1: i'm going to turn this around a little bit uh joseph how long have you been doing this podcast
0: uh, I believe the first episode, this is how, how inconsistently I publish, um, I think it was uh, either June or July of 2014. Okay. Um, so this is this is episode 21 that we're doing right now. Um, so what is that, like one a month, if that? Yeah, um, you're, of drinking, there. you're of drinking age. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Like, what, yeah, one and a half a month, I guess. Not even, like 1.2 a month, if you want to get real technical. Um, yeah. And the first one was uh, my parents on the podcast. We'd just gone to the Taste of Chicago, which is one of the greatest uh, creations in the world where it's just a bunch of restaurants coming to downtown Chicago and setting up shop and offering, you know, four or five items from their menu. And people can come and exchange tickets for food. And there you go. you get You get full.
1: Okay. All right, so you guys... You did that. That was the first podcast. You got the you got the parents on. Yes. You guys discussed that. Um. Well, good because I'm I'm asking because I'm I am interested in uh, possibly getting a, a podcast up and running of my own soon. I I find it fascinating.
0: Yeah, I'd recommend it. I mean, I've met some some terrific people. I'd say about half of them are are people I've already known, half of my guests, um, and the other half are people um, I've gotten you know pitched from my blog or someone is like, hey this person would be interesting to talk to um, and so far I, I haven't had uh, a conversation where at the end of it I was like I regret having that I you know I wasted my time um that hasn't happened yet which uh, I'm sure not every podcaster can say the same so it's kind of cool to uh, to meet some new people and and hopefully educate the listeners. Um, I know I always end up with at least a little bit more education after. All these podcasts. So, if nothing else, I'm getting smarter. Maybe everyone else is getting dumber.
1: Well, see, for me, and this will tell you just how self-absorbed I am. I, it's like I want to have a podcast with me and maybe one other guy, one of my good movie buddies, and we just do like a weekly thing or a monthly thing, and we just talk movies for like an hour. But I don't know. See, for me, that's interesting. But I don't know if anybody else would have any interest.
0: I think having that uh, sort of targeted um, approach, like, my I mean, you heard the intro of this, it's anything and everything, which probably yeah. doesn't help with the listenership. But if someone is searching movies, um, you know, they'd come across your podcast. And quite frankly, I think you could definitely pull that off. I know there's a podcast, I think it's called The Worst Idea Ever Podcast, yeah. Um, and it's these two guys who, I, I, this is like the third time I've mentioned them on this podcast, but they, uh, it's these two Australian guys and they, every week for a year, um, I believe they're done with it now. I think they started it like mid 2014 and have, have finished. Um, but they, I watched the movie Grown Ups 2, um, oh. and then would get together and talk about it afterwards. And so some episodes, you know, they're just completely broken down because this is an awful movie um and other other times they're you know they're, they'll just get off on a complete other tangent um, just because they they literally cannot say anything else about the movie and it's uh, just I think it's funnier because they're Australian um so sometimes they'll you, you know they'll there'll be some like American slang from the movie and they'll discuss what they think it means or something like that and it's you know just to have the that honestly a bad idea yeah. <laughs> maybe not the worst idea ever but a, a pretty terrible idea for a podcast and to have it be successful I think it shows that you can you can have a, you I can, can have any idea make it work yeah Yeah.
1: I know I don't I don't know I don't I haven't really fleshed yeah. it out but it's you know something to do with movies but you know what knowing me it, that's that's what it'll be billed as but you know we will go so off topic and and cover so many different things um but I don't know. I don't know. I, I like this, though. You're inspiring me, Joseph. Excellent.
0: I'm glad I could help out. Do you have uh, any any names you've been throwing around for the podcast?
1: God, no. Not at all. I have no idea what <laughs> I would call it. Uh, movie Mike. <laughs> that's, so, that's so lame. Movie Mike. <laughs> and I don't want my name in it. How pretentious is that? <laughs> I mean, no, I my do. name's like, my name's in, in this one. It's great. Show, well, you can't do comments in the radio. Like nobody will be able to contribute whatsoever. <laughs> I won't have any guests on. I'm just gonna talk because that's what I feel is important and people need to hear. Because I feel that people actually care what I have to say. You don't even you don't even have a <laughs>
0: co-host. It's just you talking.
1: It's I'm, exactly. <laughs> I may not even record it. I'm just gonna talk, and it's gonna be cathartic.
0: It kind of is, man. The fake talks. I it I know it gets me through through a tough situation sometimes, you know, just pretending you're like a an athlete giving a post-game interview or something and it lets you get some thoughts off your chest. It's always good. Right,
1: I know exactly. And see, you know what it, what really excites me is the post work, right? Like you mm-hmm. get the, you get the the opening song and, you know, maybe you do kind of like you kind of do your radio voice and you know oh my god it's it's gonna be so radio but it's like hey it's you know 34 past the hour <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to movie mic um, we're gonna take your calls but just editing all of that together and putting some production value behind it
0: are you and, gonna have like a big soundboard where anytime you're I, you're like oh let's go to the phone lines and it's so, like just yeah, a exactly. dial tone and then
1: I'll just end up doing all my own voices <laughs> like nobody will call in and will just be We'll just do phone sound effects and we'll have like weekly characters (laughs) who call into the show. And I'll end up spending so much time on it. (laughs) And I'll have like two viewers and it'll be like my mom and my dad. Hopefully. And and
0: you clicking on it to get
1: And me refreshing (laughs) yeah
0: Well, I can't wait for Movie Mike. It sounds wonderful. I hope a an old timey radio guy makes an appearance too. Of like, hey champ, see? see? Yeah, exactly. like
1: nineteen twenties reporter guy. He'll call in and give his take on the movies coming out this give week. Give the hot scoop. Yeah. Will Will it
0: be uh, still based in? Will his take still be based on current movies, or will they be on the popular like Hitchcock movies of yeah, the day? Let's
1: talk about like the early talkies. And it's like, <laughs> his name will be like Scoops or something. Yeah, Scoops
0: Callahan. That's a that's Callahan. a real guy.
1: Yeah, and it'll be like, look, Scoops, you're not contributing. Those movies, have they came out, you know, a hundred years ago, man, that's you're not helping the show. We're trying to keep it relevant. Have you seen anything that's come out in the last five years? And he just keeps going off on like the jazz singer and stuff. I'm like, man, this is I, you're gonna have to call back. We'll talk to you next week scoops. yeah
0: you only have a few minutes with scoops each week <laughs>
1: yeah i'll let scoops like his bit will just he'll just waste everyone's time for like <laughs> two or three minutes i eventually just cut him off and just go to the next caller
0: it sounds like a winning formula to me so this it's could gonna be, be
1: fun i'm excited yeah
0: let us know when it's on i mean tentative we'll say uh march 2016 does that give you enough time to prep work yeah. and everything beforehand
1: i think i can prep it already in that time so what do you do like how do you start a podcast because you don't. Know, can you get on itunes can anybody get on itunes or do you have to be picked up by iTunes?
0: You. anyone can get on itunes locally source joey is available on itunes feel free uh after we record this to go leave a review on itunes if you'd like um it's yes. pretty uh, it needs the help still averaging five stars but that's mostly because my parents left reviews um oh, nice. hey, whatever helps. exactly yeah gotta gotta help how you can um so the uh you know there's a ton of different um podcasting i uh, like hosting sites um where what i've read i don't do this cuz i i kind of haphazardly just started mine um but we're actually looking into i uh, or you know i i'm looking into potentially doing another one with a a friend of mine um and so i've been looking at kind of like other options um and i'd say the i uh, I guess I'm giving them free advertising here. I use Podbean, which I have no complaints about, but I've, you know, I've seen mixed reviews about. Um and then Libsyn, L I B S Y N and uh oh god, I'm forgetting the name. Bur... Blub... Burberry or or Blueberry with like without the e. Yeah. Um something like that, uh which I'm I'm blanking on. But those are are allegedly the two um, like kind of top tier ones, um, and you can uh, I think the the blueberry one, which I I know that's not the name, but um, I'm gonna say it wrong all these times, but that one has its own kind of like uh, in house advertising um, where it'll work with uh, you know podcasters, and and ideally it'll get everyone at least some kind of advertising um, revenue, which is kind of a, a cool. Thing that they offer um, but yeah essentially you just host it on there and then uh, you submit your RSS feed to iTunes um, and it's it's kind of a cumbersome process because um, sometimes you know you're it seems like you're doing everything right but there's like just one little thing that's wrong like in your artwork or something and iTunes won't accept it and it'll never tell you why it'll just be like oh your podcast wasn't accepted um, and I was trying to upload one recently um, for a client, and everything was right. It said, "Great, your podcast has been submitted. Um, you know, good job." Uh, and I kept getting an error message like five minutes later uh, that it was like, "Oh, there was an error with your submission," and that was it. Like it was, it was like, "For more information, visit the Apple Help Center," um, which is not helpful. And eventually, it um, I, you know I, I did probably about two hours of research trying to figure out you know why the hell this wasn't working, and one guy was like you know uh, sometimes Apple just glitches for like a couple hours, and so like if you just try again later and you know try tonight or try tomorrow morning and it should be fine, and so I did I tried like maybe eight hours later to submit it and it worked, and so it's uh, it's a little bit of a process, but yeah I mean I just I recording this i just use logic pro to record um it's where i make my uh, my joseph currency beats and uh, any other you know recording i want to do um right. have a have a simple blue snowball microphone and i i know you can get a lot more in depth than that but this is not a career of mine so um i like the little setup i have
1: Well nice uh, and then uh, how do you how do people catch on to certain, I mean, there's got to be 50 million podcasts in the world. I don't know how you separate yourself unless you're like a name, unless you're a celebrity and you're able to plug your podcast on, you know, whatever venue you have access to. Um, but like, I don't know how, how do podcasts separate themselves? And so you get heard and then do you, what happens? Do you have to hit, hit like a certain viewership and then, I don't know. You can get like ad revenue or something. Is it like a website? Is
0: it? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there are there are a few different uh, ad networks out there, um, and they'll work with. Uh, yeah, you usually do have to hit a certain number of monthly subscribers or downloads, which um, is another reason those those two podcasts I mentioned earlier are um, or those two net, or hosting services I mentioned earlier are. Um, better because they're they're more in depth with their statistics and all that Um yeah, yeah. Podbean's stats are kind of i uh, you know so so but still still decent enough i think um and the uh once you reach you know it, it depends which ad network you try to to join um and when you reach a certain amount of, of monthly downloads which for some of them it's like you know tens of thousands um of downloads like per month which I guess if you're putting out an episode every day, that's not terribly out of the question, but I feel like for my uh, published one, I feel like it's schedule. Um, that probably doesn't work very well. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then and it's it's very much kind of like a, a freelance business, I guess, but you have this company like working for you to get um, ad revenue. And so you'd, you'd basically have advertisers who might be interested um reach out to you and then you agree to do either like a pre-roll ad where you know you hear at the beginning like hey you know locally sourced is brought to you by you know french fries or whatever right. the that is um and then you could either do that or have a like a mid-roll uh where you know if you said something funny and we're both laughing we'd be haha and you know that reminds me laughter medicine is is great to have um you know and just like a, a little mid uh, mid-break um but i i wouldn't recommend doing more than those two you know some people might try and stick a ton of ads in in their podcast but you also have to consider your listenership and if they're the whole thing is just an ad um they're you know they're gonna get turned off so it's a it's a delicate line to walk
1: yeah you wouldn't want to be like uh yeah it's funny that uh uh Joseph just mentioned uh, Brussels sprouts. You know what's funny about Brussels sprouts? <laughs> uh you know, and then blah 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 blah. They get stuck in your teeth. You know how you rid yourself of that? You go down to the store and pick up a thing of Johnson's uh teeth pickers. I don't know what the hell they'd be. But yeah, and then it's just it's everything's an ad. Oh, that last five minutes was brought to you in part by uh Long John Silvers. Exactly. Long John Silvers, home of the chicken platter.
0: Exactly. This isn't like uh, ESPN Radio, where you know every segment needs to be sponsored by something. The phone line is sponsored by Subway.
1: Yes, exactly. I just took a call on the you know whatever phone system. Brought to you in part by Target.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I think some of it too is is I with at least with me and in far as uh, promoting it goes is you know I'll always throw it up on my social networks and share it with people specifically if I think they'll be interested in the topic. Um, right. And I think it helps too if, if your guest is also at least fairly competent with social media, because there's been some where I've had, um, you know, I've had someone not only like retweet me, but say like, Oh, you know, I had a great time chatting with Joseph currency and like tagging me on Twitter and linking to the podcast. Um, and so that that's great. Cause it gets their, you know, it gets their network um, at least. Some of them seeing the the content, and, you know, maybe they'll be like, "Hey, that's interesting. I'll click on it." Um, nice. And so it's, uh, you know, having that that other person, I uh, in air quotes, uh, helping you out with with promotion definitely helps too. And then I've had others where the other person makes no effort to say, "Hey, I was on this podcast." So it's, uh, those are always kind of a bummer. But for the most part, everyone's at least giving me a retweet, if nothing else.
1: Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fascinated by it, um, and I think that uh, I may give it a shot here in the next uh, few months or so. Nice. Yeah, or just, I don't know. Who knows where it'll go? Maybe I'll do one episode and be like, God, this is a beating. I can't do this every single day. I'm not <laughs> having fun. Um, or it could be like the greatest thing ever, and I'll just become super obsessed with it
0: yeah and
1: I, it's cool it's just you know just an avenue to kind of talk about uh what you're into
0: exactly and i i would suggest trying to have a regular schedule but i would suggest yeah. making it at least at the start something that's fairly attainable i know when i i had my brief youtube celebrity stardom back in uh 2012 after i was on internet icon here's another shout out i uh, the great reality show from the yum yum f network on youtube um the uh, i i like had just moved to austin and i was trying to get three videos a week um and you know have like you know on saturday like it would be this type of video like tuesday it's this and thursday it's this other thing and even if i wasn't working full-time that would probably be kind of tough to pull off but especially doing that um you know it, it maybe lasted for close to a month, and then I was like, okay, maybe like two a week, and that lasts a couple more weeks, and then I was like, all right, maybe just one a week, and then it just became, you know, whenever I I had some time, and then Google took away my I ad revenue, because they said I had invalid click activity, either on my blog or on YouTube, but, you know, have failed to provide any more information, because Google is very unhelpful with a lot of things, um, so then what i kind of mean? lost a little uh, motivation to do it i'm motivated by money i'm sorry
1: well what did they what does that mean that i, d-
0: it, I it don't happened? know they ge- they give you like nine or 10 different things it can mean um just in you know a list it's like oh you got the invalid quick activity message it could mean one of these 10 things but it doesn't specify or clarify And i've tried reaching out to them and being like so why did this happen like can it be fixed on never i uh, never hear anything back except a form letter that says no you can't yeah, so, don't get in it with Google. They'll,
1: I, don't, I don't like Google. They'll take you down. I, I do not like Google and, and my time at Main Street Hub. Uh, there was so much Google interaction <laughs> that just made me so upset on a daily basis. Um, and evidently, it's still the same. I was talking to uh, a few people when I came back uh, God, how long ago was that? Two weeks, three weeks ago? Ah,
0: somewhere uh, like that world series was still going on i remember Yeah, the world series was going i remember that maybe the alcs even and we're uh, trying to get that yeah <laughs> we're trying to get that tv on and the yes, the yes. guy just could not figure out how to that's how right. to change channels
1: that's right yes we were not to the world series quite yet um and yeah and i was talking to a couple of people i was like oh my god no google has gotten worse <laughs> talking to those reps they're terrible and they've got all these new restrictions and there's just so much more red tape. And yeah, there's just so much time, more time spent on the phone with them. And I was like, well, I'm glad I'm not messing with that anymore because those people are frustrating. It's like talking to a brick wall. The post, when you're editing this whole thing, what do you do? Do you put any, Music? Do you put a bed underneath the entire thing, or is it just like an opening bed? If you not listened to
0: any of these other episodes, you should know this now. Uh,
1: <laughs> I have not, Joseph. I am a new fan. Well,
0: you've got yeah, you've got a lot to uh, to listen to afterwards. Um, I do. Uh, I think it would be annoying to have music the whole time, so I do uh, a little, you know, snazzy intro. Um, it's maybe like five to seven seconds of uh, of music, and then I uh, I have my welcome and fade the music out. Um, and then at the end, uh, I, I did this, the, uh, I don't think I've done this the first couple episodes, but I did it the first time I talked to someone, um, that I hadn't spoken to before. Um, and it, our saying goodbye to each other was kind of awkward. Um, and I couldn't edit that in a way that made it sound unawkward. So I added in, uh, music at the end because um, I like to end each episode uh, with a joke. And so it was just a good way to to segue from like our saying goodbye to each other um, into the joke without it
1: <laughs> being like
0: an awkward like breathing, you know, or like shifting feet or whatever it was. Um,
1: now, are these original? What Tell me more about the jokes?
0: Well, you'll hear one at the end of the episode. Um, so I do, yeah, I, I usually do that in post with someone that I haven't. Uh, you know, if I'm just having a phone call with them. I won't waste their time with the joke, but with you, we'll tell it on air and it'll be great. Okay, um, But yeah, I could, uh, I could borrow one from your, uh, your tonight's joke video from back in the day.
1: There are so many bad jokes in that video. Feel free to steal any one of them. How did,
0: how did that come about? I'm going to put, uh, if, if you, if you'd like me to, um, I'm going to put a link in the, the description for this podcast of that. um...
1: I keep keep saying I'm gonna take that stupid video down. Oh, it's so
0: good, you can't take it down.
1: I don't do anything about it. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what the impetus of that (laughs) stupid video was, but I remember I was in, I was living in Los Angeles. I think it was my first, it was, it was my first year out there. And I'm living with this guy this stranger, <laughs> I know, boy, that didn't come out right. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't know who he was. He was a friend of a friend, of a new friend that I had met out there and he goes, oh no, it was, okay, so somebody I worked with, cousin. And they're like, hey, uh, my cousin is looking for somebody to uh, stay in this house with them, it's family owned. You know, they control the rent, it's really low rent, it's like next to nothing. Um, it's a huge house, and it was. It was a great house. It was in Glendale. And uh, he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, he just, he's looking for a roommate. And I was like, Well, sign me up. I'm in. So I move in. Um, pretty cool guy, kept to himself, which was right up my alley. And he worked to late hours. And one night, I think I had just set up my computer and I had the house to myself and i don't remember i don't remember i mean i'm just I'm, i've always been a big talk show late night talk show host fan i love letterman he's like one of my idols and so that's always just kind of top of mind and i don't know i just i had the house to myself and i just got this idea to film myself telling these terrible jokes and at first, I thought, okay, I'll kind of do what you're doing with the podcast. Is I'll tell all the jokes and then I'll go into post and I'll add laughter and applause. Um, but then I was like, no, let's do this live. <laughs> so I queued up all the special uh, the sound effects. I had like a bunch of different applause lines and, and clapping lines and all this stuff. And I did that thing like 20 times <laughs> before you know I actually put it on YouTube. Because I had like so many different sound effects to choose from and I just had to get in the rhythm and make sure I got it all right. And so finally like on take 20, you know, I'm telling all the jokes, I'm hitting all the right buttons, it sounds perfect and uh, yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is, I've never had so much fun alone in my entire life. And uh, I put it up on the YouTube and... Yeah, it just, it did. It kind of just spread like wildfire. I told a couple people and then they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you did this. And then they shared it. And, you know, it, it got some views. It got some traction. and But now it's like every time I watched it, like like I said, it was so much fun when I did it. But then when I like go back and watch it, it's just, I cringe. <laughs> it's like, this is so stupid. Why did I put myself out there like this? So I don't know. Um, but it was fun. It was, uh, it was fun. There may have been a couple beers involved. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a bunch of jokes, and it was tough because I had to, A, remember all of the jokes, um, and, B, I had to make sure that I was hitting the right sound effects because I had to have them queued up, and then I'd hit the space bar. And, but it also had to look like I wasn't hitting buttons. um on the video so it was it was a heavily choreographed thing. a lot of work went into that into that uh into that video but it's terrible it's absolutely terrible and uh you should not promote it on this podcast
0: it's wonderful i'm gonna put a link in because i mean we, that was um, like a five minute description like people are gonna be disappointed if yeah if they're not able to see so, it so I guess. yeah there I guess. will be a link in the description and I, I, you actually inspired me to do a video like that. Um, of course, I, I you're, you're sitting down in yours, and I'm standing up in mine, um, Joey telling jokes. Uh, and yeah, it's just basically the same thing, except I did it in one take because I edited all the laughter and applause yes, oh in post. It's so,
1: easier. I don't even know why I did it, <laughs> I don't know what the point of that was. It was I was just making life hard. But I was having so much fun. I don't know. I was just getting a blast at telling these stupid jokes and then firing off the applause lines. Um but uh yeah, never again. I've I've never done that again.
0: Well, maybe uh maybe it'll make a comeback in twenty sixteen. Yeah, maybe That's I'll the do goal.
1: a thirty year old version of it. A little a uh, little reboot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's the same jokes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll check back in with them then. <laughs>
1: see how he's doing in his 30s. See if they're still landing. Yeah, that's right. Is that coming
0: up here? Are you 29 right now?
1: I turned 30.
0: Oh, you did. Wow. I'm so bad with ages. Well, yeah.
1: I've Good job. To uh, the other side, my friend. How is it? Um uh, it's okay. Like my day-to-day, you know, there's no changes, but there's just like that awareness of, oh my god, I'm in a new decade. And I've been alive for thirty years, and uh, you know, next stop, forty, and like you can't even like wrap your mind around forty. And I don't know, it's just, it's like, okay, so growing up, right? You can't be, you can't reach adulthood fast enough. Um, oh my god, I just want to be an adult. I hate being a kid. I just want to grow up. I just want to grow up. And then you do, and then it's like somewhere around twenty. Four 25 you're just like okay tap the brakes <laughs> let's slow this down a little bit i've grown up enough let's just keep it here um yeah so 25 you're like on the fence you get the straddle the fence you can still it's like you can you can claim you can still claim 20 um but then you got 30 on the other side, but you haven't jumped over the fence yet. You're still straddling. You can hold on to, you can hold on to 20 and then 26 comes and you're just over the fence and you can't even see 20 anymore. And it's just, you know, all roads lead to 30 <laughs> and then you hit 30 and you're just like, well, it's over. Isn't it? <laughs> There's not a whole lot to look forward to. No, but and then it's, that's the other thing. It's, it's, It's wrapping your head around the fact that you will never be a teenager again. You will never be 20-something again. And I'm sure it's the same when you're 40. You're like, oh my God, I'll never be 33 again. Um, But I don't know, I don't like aging, Joseph. It's a a scary thing. You'd rather
0: uh, Benjamin Button and do it backwards?
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I guess so. I guess that'd be better. I mean, you're still aging. You're just, well, you're not aging, Um, but you're still, you know, growing old, but you're younger. And I guess that's, you know, from a vanity perspective, that's, I guess, better, but it's still like just getting closer and closer to death.
0: Well, would you rather Tuck Everlast it and just have uh, you don't age, but everyone around you does? And dies.
1: See, it's lose-lose, man. Because then everybody else is going to age and die off. And then you have to be there for everybody's death. That that was the deal. Did you ever see uh, Green Mile with Tom Hanks? I did, yeah. Yeah, it was the same bit. And you don't grow old, but you have to watch everybody around you die. So... I don't know that's a good hypothetical i don't know if you i don't know if i'd take that i think it'd be better than you growing old from a purely selfish standpoint <laughs> but then it's like you're forced you have to watch everybody else die because that's like a worse fear right like you never want to have to bury your parents so this is like a. what i think no i think it's the
0: the bury. parents never want to have to bury their children i know it's
1: like the <laughs> I know, but then you gotta put yourself in their shoes and it's hard to kind of appreciate that dynamic. It's like all I know is that I don't want to bury my parents. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. It's just it's I don't know. It's lose lose. Um but I'm dealing with it and uh it's I think it's gonna be okay. Uh life is good. Um no complaints at all. But it's it is, it's weird being 30 it's, I will never be 20 again. I'll never be in my teens. It's like, it's the 30 club now. So I don't know, man. I don't know. What are you now? What are you like? 24?
0: 27. <laughs> 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 yeah. I just, I just became legal drinking it. Um, now 27. Legal. And, and I, I kind of feel like when I turned 20, I mean, I was still in college then. And I, I, it seemed like kind of immediate to me that I wasn't, able to do nearly the same amount of uh, like physical exertion that I had done when I was 19. Yeah. I'd still have my occasional benders at the gym playing basketball, but I, you know, it was, it was things like bending over. You'd feel like a little twinge in your back and I'm like, does this really happen at 20? Like This should be like a later in life thing, but oh. I guess not.
1: Yeah, I've got the same thing with my, with my knee. And uh, I've started running a lot in the last year and some change um I definitely took time off from running uh, <laughs> when you and I met in Austin but uh I used to run a lot and then like took years off I was just like nope not doing that again and then I left Austin and for whatever reason just like yeah I want to start running again so I started running and I've been doing that for a while but oh my god like Every once in a while, my knee will just severely flare up, and I have to stop running. And it's like, man, this used to not happen to me. <laughs> and it's like, it is. It's it's that ultimate reminder that you are getting older. It's like, yes, it's not the end of the world. You're thirty. Get over it. Get some real problems. <laughs> but still, there, is, you know, there's those little subtle reminders that you're not as young as you used to be, and it's, it's. It's tough to grapple with. I guess it's not tough for everyone to grapple with. I think some people celebrate it, and they're fine with it, and they love it. But I just, yeah, those reminders that you're not going to be around forever, um, they can be tough. But I don't know. We're all in the same boat, so it's like the ultimate support group. Just look around you. <laughs> it's, it's, old. it's okay, man.
0: yeah we're all in this together oh man that was real depressing good job let's let's uh let's end this with a a positive note so i you don't know this but um actual listeners of the show i are quite familiar with the ending topic of a top three um and you are probably the most i into movies of any person that i know um and so i would like to hear your top three movies that you would have liked to have a bit role in as you know a guy that is like a, a store clerk or like you know just has like one to two scenes um but oh my God. still get your name in the credits
1: okay uh of all time
0: yes of all time and if you'd like you can say what i uh, character you would have liked to replace or i you know if, if you just have your own scene like what you'd be doing in the in the movie
1: Oh, boy. Okay, well, um, for me, I think for this particular hypothetical, I would have to go with, uh, I would have to be, it would have to be a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Naturally. So that'd uh, have to be Magnolia. That's my number one of his, my favorite movie of all time. And I would want to be in the movie just because, yeah, I would be in the credits. I would forever be a part of a Paul Thomas Anderson film, which is, like, the greatest thing that could ever happen to me. So uh, it would be Magnolia. Uh, What would be my part? Uh, You know what I'd be? I'd be the young uh, pharmacist in the scene at the pharmacy with, <laughs> <laughs> with Julianne Moore. The guy who plays the pharmacist actually has two roles in the movies in the very beginning uh, playing another character and then he pops up again uh, as this pharmacist. And he just has a few lines of dialogue with Julianne Moore but I would definitely replace him and uh, be in that scene and I, I could like die very happy. Um, and then let's see it have to be a Scorsese film. I'm going purely off filmmakers just to be able to say that I could, you know, I was in a Scorsese film. I was in a Paul Thomas Anderson film. And my favorite Scorsese movie is Casino. So I would be probably, I would just be an extra in one of the 50 million casino scenes. (laughs) I would just walk by the camera. Um, And then, God, third favorite filmmaker. I've never, I rank everything in my life but I don't have like a top three filmmakers list. It's definitely Paul, and it's definitely Sporcezi. Uh, I don't know, maybe the Coens, maybe Spielberg. Let's go Spielberg. Okay. okay. And my favorite Spielberg movie is E.T. So what would I play in E.T.? I would have to be one of the scientists, I guess, uh, at the end of the movie. So, yeah, I would play a scientist in E.T. I would play a casino patron <laughs> in Casino, and I would play the young pharmacist in Magnolia.
0: McNeil- yeah. Boom.
1: I enjoyed myself. I, I guarantee you, uh, whatever uh, fan base you have, uh, listenership, they, they have clicked out of it. They've exited out of it like (laughs) 45 minutes ago. And I apologize for that. Um, But this was fun for me. I had a blast. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Absolutely. And thank you uh, for participating. And also thank you to all the listeners who have not X'd out by now. Um, Definitely appreciate the listenership. And I will uh, direct you to iTunes um, in the description because I, I always appreciate reviews I do have a couple that aren't my parents on there. um, So very, very appreciative for that. Um, And it helps, you know, helps more people listen to the podcast. And maybe they want to hear some hypotheticals of what movies you'd be in. We'll have to do a full, like, Would You Rather episode sometime.
1: I'd love to do a hypothetical uh, episode.
0: Excellent. We will make it so. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. And remember, how does an octopus go to war? Well armed. Get after it today, people. (laughs) Ha, <laughs> ha,